Hey everyone, I'm your host Patrick, and welcome back to another episode of Not Adding Up. This week on the show, we have another new co-host. My good friend, Riley, has come on the show. Hi guys, I'm Riley, and I'm very excited to be on his show since I've been hearing all about it for months and months, and I listen to true crime all the time on Spotify. Yeah, we were we always talked about true crime podcasts for a while. Yeah. You're like one of my only friends that... We'll talk about cases all the time. Yeah. So we had to like really pick a case that I haven't heard either. I know. I, I was like, I hope you... Once we get into it, it might sound like vaguely familiar, but... I know a little bit of details, but mm-hmm. I definitely haven't listened to a podcast about it. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to think of all the things that I wanted to say as oh, I'm listening it to it. It happens all the time. Because, like, when I'm listening to the podcasts that I'm, like, listening to, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I would have said this in this situation, and they said this, and it's like, oh. That was, like, that's, like, my whole reason why I have a co-host to begin with. So you get a little... So they, you, the things that they think of the first time that they hear it, they can be like, oh, wait, what about this? And, like, sometimes you don't hear or think about mm-hmm. it. Okay. Well, I don't really have too much business to get into, and I'm going to get back to doing my, like, podcast pal shout out soon. I've just been busy with work, so I've just been working on getting the episode content out the last few weeks. This week's case is the disappearance of Brian Schaefer. And before we get into the case itself. I'm going to give you a little background on Brian. Okay, let's hear it. Brian Schaefer was born on February 25th, 1979 in Pickerington, Ohio. Brian's mother was a nurse, and he said that this is what drove him to become interested in the medical field. After graduating high school, Brian went on to attend THE Ohio State University. The. <laughs> That's like, I think if you go there, it's like a big deal. Yep, it's not, it's not, it's not Ohio State, right? It's not just Ohio it's State. It's the Ohio it State University. Have you heard that? No. I'm pretty sure it's a thing. No, but I'm sure it is. People in their university. And in 2004, he began attending the university's medical school. Okay, so this was like kind of recent. 2004, so like. Yeah, I mean 20. Less we, than 20 yeah, years ago. Yeah, we have a cell phone, like a cell, and CCTV is a big part. But of we don't case. have iPhones yet. No, like one of the re- like one of the things that is a flip phone. Yeah. Okay. It's like doesn't have GPS on the phone, so that was one of the limitations when like looking into it. Can they still ping? Mm-hmm. Okay. While he performed well in school, Brian always joked about his true dream to become a rock star and have his own band. Frequently saying that becoming a doctor was his backup plan. Brian was also known to be a huge fan of Pearl Jam, and enjoyed playing the sport of tennis. He was in his second year of medical school when he would vanish from a crowded area of Columbus, Ohio during a night of bar hopping with his friends. The Columbus, Ohio? Or just the regular Columbus, Ohio? I've been to a Columbus. So the night of his disappearance began on March 31st, 2006. Brian would meet with his father at Outback Steakhouse. At Outback Steakhouse. What's so funny? Everything that comes to my mind is like the Bloomin' Onion. Yeah. Is that Outback or is that is that Longhorn? No, Texas Roadhouse has something. You're all over the. You're like all the steakhouses. You're like Texas the Roadhouse, Bloomin Longhorn. The Bloomin' Onion, and then the Cactus. It's the Cactus Blossom. 
at Outback. <laughs> right? I don't know. It's the onion that they deep fry. I know fry. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's the onion that they deep fry. Yeah. Maybe they got a blooming onion. Cactus maybe blossom. <laughs> Cactus blossom. <laughs> but maybe they didn't. <laughs> Why are we already this <laughs> off track? I can't even get through one bullet point without you being like, oh, wait. <laughs> Brian was celebrating the beginning of his spring break and had plans to meet up with his roommate for some bar hopping later that night. After having dinner, Brian would call his girlfriend and confirm a trip that they had planned. They were going to fly to Miami, which was a Christmas present from Brian's late mother, who had recently passed away from bone cancer. We will touch more on his mother's passing in a little bit, but for now, just know that this was a gift from her, and he had he had plans to fly to Miami with his girlfriend the following Monday. So it was like a week I from this day. It was a day? Friday. It was a Friday. Oh, okay. So like a weekend before mm-hmm. they were going to leave. Days. Okay. So after calling his girlfriend to confirm the trip, he went out with his roommate William Clint Florence. That's his whole name? Okay. Clint is in parentheses, so I'm assuming it's like his nickname. Okay. The two would start their night at the Ugly Tuna Saluna, (laughs) a bar in Columbus, Ohio. They would drink for a while there before heading to the Arena District in Short North. I don't really know. I think these are just like little areas where there's a bunch of bars. I feel like it'd be like downtown Morgantown. Um, Like High Street? No, literally Columbus, the Ugly Tuna Saluna was on North High Street. Okay, so yeah. Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. I was like, oh wow. It's not there anymore, as we'll get into. But they attended multiple bars that evening. Did a little bar hopping. Yeah, as As you you should. As not we did not do in college. But we did not. We did a total of three times, I believe. No. I don't think we ever did a bar hop. Okay, yeah, you're right. We we went to like we (laughs) We would go from like one to the next and then go home. And go home. (laughs) And then get food on the way home. Yeah. By 1 p.m. I mean 1 a.m. We would safely drive home too. Riley is like the best friend to have because she's always like, "All right, guys, I'm driving." Okay. Yeah, I'll have like one drink and then that's it. (laughs) You're like, you'll have one drink at the dinner before. Wait, what was that quote? I was like, I don't even need to drink to have fun. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) I have an ongoing notes folder of mom things that Riley says, and they're like close to grandma things. It's gold. It is. It's, we were talking about that. It's pretty close to grandma things. At it this is. Point. It's getting there. We're getting off track again. This is bad. This is great. <laughs> the ugly. T- we're, we were at the ugly Tenesaluna. We were having a few drinks, and when they were at the other bars, they met up with Clint's friend Meredith, who, as Riley frequently does, offered to give them a ride back to the ugly tuna. We love a good Meredith then. We do. Seems like she's not very suspect in this evening. You don't think so? Can't say that for everybody involved. So definitely pay attention to who they interact with tonight. Well, it's literally we have we have all the characters that we're gonna have. That's it. That's it. Maybe that's why you put Clint as his name in parentheses. Was that like a hint, like insinuating maybe Clint did something? Maybe. Maybe not though. We don't really have much. At 1.15 a.m., the group of three can be seen entering the Ugly Tuna via the escalator. So wait. Rude. So wait, did they (laughs) already go to the Ugly Tuna, or is this the beginning of the night? So, beginning of the night, Brian and Clint 
start at the Ugly Tuna. So they're going back to the yeah. Ugly Tuna. They, That's why I was confused. I was like, wait, it's 1 a.m. and Meredith's with them now? But I thought they started there. That was after they went to the Arena District in Short North. Okay. See, this is good because a lot of people might have been confused. Like I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got the co-host. Yeah. So the three of them can be seen entering via the escalator that leads to a second story entrance, which I'm like, ooh, fancy. Very nice. I just didn't think an ugly tuna saluna would be I mean, escalator worthy. It just kind of reminds me of like maybe being by a beach. Oh. Not Columbus, Ohio, you know? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Or There's like, no bodies beach, of water close like, to Ohio. May- There's a river, but... <laughs> the Ohio River? The, the Ohio River. <laughs> Riley's not letting that go. You can edit that out. That's Danan. A little before 2 a.m., Brian would leave the Ugly Tuna and talk to a few women outside the bar's entrance. So he didn't stay there very long. I mean, that's about 45 minutes. That's... I guess that is pretty long if it was considering us going there. And his second time at that bar. And he was talking to some girls, so maybe he, like, stepped outside to Why is he talking to some girls if he has a girlfriend? Riley's like, I am not missing on that for one second. No, I would be, like... His, like, the... The status, not necessarily the status. She was, they were going to Miami, though. Like, mm-hmm. they're pretty serious if they're going on a trip There's together. more talk. We'll get into it. Okay. But he would re-enter the bar after talking to these two women being caught on CCTV at 1.57 a.m. It is noted that in all of the footage, Brian does not seem unhappy or distressed in any way. In fact, he was like kind of like laughing and joking with the girls, probably flirting. Probably, because he's probably drunk, too. Mm-hmm. This CCTV footage is the last time Brian Schaefer has ever been seen. Really? Going back into the ugly... Tuna. Laguna? Ugly Tuna Saluna. Saluna. Sorry. <laughs> the bar closed at 2, so like shortly after he... So re- he literally walked in at one fifty-seven, and then the bar closes in 3... How, why would they even let him back in? I mean, probably because he had already been in. Maybe he had to, like, grab something while he's... Or he might have had, like, a... His friends were in there, Clint and Meredith. True. Supposedly friends. At 2 a.m., they began looking for him, and they called him on his phone a few times. But he did walk back in. Mm Mm-hmm. So he disappeared in the bar. Is what we have to go off at this point. What? So they looked everywhere. They couldn't find him, and they just eventually assumed that he had walked the few blocks home. So... He lived close to there, so they didn't have to drive. So then why did Meredith have to? Maybe from the district. Okay, okay. And didn't, I don't know if they drove there, That, but it, they might have drove there. I think they did. I'm not positive, but it just said that he might have walked home because it wasn't far, but it doesn't, it didn't seem like they were all walking home. Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So maybe Meredith just was like, hey, if you guys don't want to walk at the end of the night, I'll drive you home. What's Meredith got to do in this? Meredith isn't very touched on. Maybe she should be. Is this solved? Is it a solved case? He's. I said he's never been seen again. Never, ever. Never, ever. Oh. This is not adding Oh. Maybe they should talk to Meredith. This is not adding up. Okay? We don't do many solved cases. Ugh. Stress. Riley. <laughs> She's like, it's, it's a nervous tick. I have to rub. She's clutching the pearls. I kind of am, not going to lie. So the bar, the bar was closed, and there's no sign of him. The next morning, his girlfriend becomes worried and tries to get a hold of his father, which he can't get a hold of him. I would have been worried, like, at 2.15 if he was at a bar and wasn't getting back to me. But I bet she was, like, a nice, like, calm girlfriend that just, like, passed out and fell asleep. 
didn't even worry about him at the bars. As he's talking to those girls, too. She was visiting her parents, but they were both very attractive. Like, in, in med school, like, they seemed like, I was like, wow, they get it all. Like, the perfect couple. Mm-hmm. Of course. On the outside. But isn't it always? They were like, this is really weird. We're really worried, but maybe he will make his flight and we'll see him on, in Miami on Monday. They didn't report him missing or anything? Not until the next one. He's 20-something years old. 20. doesn't matter. You can still report someone missing. But, like... What did Clint do? Was he not worried? That, like... No, no, no. We're not, we're not, we're not going over this. If you're going to report a grown adult missing that was last seen drunkenly entering a bar during the beginning of spring break, you but think they the were police gonna, like, are going to hop all over that? All day Saturday and Sunday and just hope that he showed up for his flight on Monday? They were still trying to get in contact with him, but they weren't bringing it to the authorities. I mean, the authorities really are not going to look they're at that. They're not going to be able to do anything anyway. And they're going to they're gonna laugh. They're going to be like, he's a drunk college kid. I still, where was Clint? Like, did okay. he just go home and just not worry about him? Because they lived together, right? Yeah. Okay. They're a roommate. But when he missed his flight and didn't show up on Monday, shit hit the fan. They filed a police report and there was a large search. Search parties, police were on the lookout. As many as 50 officers at one time were searching for Brian. But he disappeared in huge Columbus, Ohio. In the middle of the bar scene on Friday night. Yeah, that's going to be rough. But I'm, I feel like it shouldn't be that rough. I feel like so many people saw him. Yeah, but back in the early 2000s, how many cameras were out there? It, it, there's a good bit of them. I bet there Was there any in the bar that you like read? We're going to get to it, but there's only one exit that wasn't under CCTV. Oh. We're going to get to that. Okay. All of his relatives were questioned and were very cooperative. However, there was one individual who refused to take a polygraph and immediately obtained a lawyer. The girlfriend. <laughs> What's the girlfriend's name? I'm not going to say the girlfriend's name because she's moved on with her life and has a family and kids now. And like in the documentary I watched, I'll tell you when I'm not on the podcast, but one of the documentaries I watched even had her face blurred out. So I'm like, okay, she's she's moved on. She has kids. She doesn't need to be. She doesn't want the kids associated e- with this yeah. case either, which understandable. If you've noticed, I haven't said any names other than Brian and the friends. Yeah. Because he, both of his parents are deceased now. Oh, really? And I don't know. The story is like, it's about Brian. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. And there's been some negative, not necessarily press, but like. There's a lot that's happened around this case where I feel like the right amount of privacy is needed. Like, I'm not going to say his parents' names. Especially since it's, like, unsolved. Yeah, I'm not going to say his... Okay. I'm not going to say his uh, ex-girlfriend's name. Can we call her Lucy? We're going to call her his girl. Lucy, fine. Lucy. 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 Came to mind. His girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, Lucy. Girlfriend at the time. At the time. Riley has decided we're going to call her Lucy. Another reason I'm not saying any of the family's names is because on the documentary, it was like a 10 minute documentary, it wasn't really long, but they have a lawyer, like a spokesperson now, so they, I don't, like they want, they're very much involved with the case, but I don't think they want to be on the front lines, like press wise, you know? Like Lucy's family? Or... No, like Brian's family, his siblings. Okay, I didn't know if he had siblings mm-hmm. or not. Okay. Yes. And I, that, that's like, they're not touched on in the articles very much, like they're, they have a lawyer as their spokesperson. It's, smart, which is it smart. It seems like they're just like, we want him, we want our brother to be found, but like, we don't need a constant reminder. We don't need everybody to be like, oh my gosh, you're the missing person's family. You know yeah, what I mean? they want closure, but in like, uh, 
like, less stressful way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why, if you notice, I'm not really saying many of the names. That That is why. I try to be as respectful as I can when I go about uh, putting together my cases. So that is just something I decided to do with this one. But no, it's not the girlfriend. It's not Lucy. <laughs> that we know of? It is Clint. Oh. I'm surprised that's not what you said. You well, were so suspicious. Well, I was like, well, you said Clint in parentheses or asterisks or whatever you... Oh, so you're saying it wasn't even... Yeah, his name was like William, but maybe they just called him Clint. Clint. Most people, like William is like Billy sometimes. I'm like, what the fuck Will? is that? I, I knew a lot of Billys growing up that were William. Really? Okay. Well, I mean, James is Jim and Robert is Bob, but William doesn't seem like Billy... Robert and Bob. I don't know if I've heard that. Yeah, I have. Yes, you have. Yeah. Richard. Yeah. Dick. <laughs> Dick and Richard. Isn't that... Dick and Richard. Isn't that like an exchangeable one? Yeah, Richard is Dick. But why? Yeah, but, that part, that's why I'm like, okay, I could see Billy with William because Richard and Dick. So not only did Clint refuse to take a polygraph and immediately obtain a lawyer, which, okay, step one, I can understand. I don't want to take a polygraph, especially if there's any inkling... I still don't think, like, those are very accurate anyway. Like, mm-hmm. no. most of the time, like, there's just, people can control, like, their bodies in ways that, like, we can't even understand still. So I feel like that wouldn't even be that accurate. Okay, but that's assuming that Clint is some mastermind. I would just be like, I don't want to be questioned by police, especially like, if I am going to be questioned by police. I, I don't want to have a polygraph attached to me. I would assume the worst, though. If they're going to have him as a suspect, I would assume, like, he would... Be. But he was never a suspect. There was never any evidence of any foul play, so they weren't taking But he it. just wouldn't take a polygraph and wanted a lawyer. Like, automatically, if somebody does that, I feel like they look guilty. They look guilty, but you can't prove anything. Not yet. Not ever. We don't have anything ever. My but gosh. the only thing we do have is that there was apparently an argument between the two. During the, that evening? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, this could look very sketchy. But, like, was the argument a minor petty argument, or was it, like, something more serious? Yeah, maybe we didn't know what was going on, like, since they were roommates. Like, what if there was a lot of stuff going on that they just weren't showing? Can you hear the ambulance? Yeah. Can't tell if it's getting closer or farther. I think it's... (laughs) I thought it was getting farther, but... I now see, like, flirting as my heritage. Blanche's name is at the end of that quote. I thought you just knew it. I did. Oh, okay. Blanche is the only flirty one on the show. You don't know your She's the blonde blonde, right? No, that's Rose. Blanche is this one. Yeah. Yeah, that's who I would have said Blanche was. Rose is the blonde blonde. Betty White is Rose. Yeah. And then the white hair. Everybody, golden girl, I mean, Riley doesn't know her golden girls. Yeah, I do. So I'd really just like to know the details of this argument because... If it's petty and it's just like a little bro like or, or argument, that's nothing. But if it's something serious, then that would be good reason to get a lawyer. Yeah. Or good like reason. what was the argument about. Yeah. As this episode is coming out over 15 years following his disappearance, it is safe to say we will likely never know more about this argument. So what about other CCTV? All of the entrances and exits to the Ugly Tuna are under CCTV surveillance except for one a back exit that led to a dangerous construction zone. Some theorize that Brian could have drunkenly stumbled out this exit and fell to his death. However, many point to the fact that the construction workers never found any bodies at the site, so this seems unlikely. However, some point to a potential cover-up to avoid bad press for whatever is being constructed. 
and I'm not positive what was being constructed, but I did a little Google Earth scheming, and we'll get we'll get into that, so that that's possible. But it's so, like in this construction site, like you don't know what they were working on or anything, like that he could have died from. Well, it says that like one of the theories was that he would have fallen into a concrete like pillar before it was filled. But then it was like construction workers would have seen it, the body. You think though, if it's a pillar and they're like filling it, what if it's dark and he's at the bottom of the pillar? Or like. I don't know. Yeah, but it's also like. You know this what I mean? Because they didn't report him missing either, and they was, wouldn't have worked over that weekend. And this was April, so a body's gonna start to smell pretty quickly. And the smell of decomp is un. I guess if it would have happened Saturday night and they got back to work on Saturday, Monday morning. Saturday morning at one in the morning. So, so like, Friday night into Saturday. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I, they probably could have smelt it. Like I don't think. I feel like missing an entire body is like. Yeah, that's weird that they <laughs> haven't found anything. Yeah. Have they found any type of like? Nothing has ever pointed to any foul play. Nothing has ever been any like sort of good evidence that they don't have a body some shit people out there who have played some disgusting pranks on the family that's crappy which is like one of the reasons why i'm not even going to say the father's name because it has to do with the father's passing but i'm getting ahead of myself it is also mentioned that it is possible for brian to have left the bar and have simply been missed by the cameras as one of the cameras continuously panned from side to side but that's also very unlikely that it didn't catch him at all. Yeah, he would have been, like, running, basically. He would have had to mm-hmm. run and hit it at the right time like where he, that yeah. camera isn't going to see him. It would have been like a ninja. Like, he would have had to have been there. After Plus, that. like, how good quality of, were those cameras? They weren't. Because I feel like maybe he did leave and they just never identified that was him leaving. But they identified him going in, going out, going back in. You know what I mean? They identified True. him. They followed him through that night. But like, it was busy, so could somebody have been walking next to him, like, covered him up completely? I don't know. I feel like that would have been touched on, you okay. know? That yeah. would have been, like, reported. But it's possible. Could have used a regular exit. But if he'd used that regular exit, where the fuck is he? Why would he ever use the back exit, either? Like, to go to that construction site? Like, there was nothing back there. A shortcut home was, like, what some people theorized. He was drunk. Oh, really? I don't know. He's a medical student. I feel like he'd be smarter than that. Even under... Mm-hmm. Like, he no. had to have been intelligent. I see, I see exactly what you mean there, yeah. Like, to have his wits about him. So, yeah. Like, you're not going to get, like, bullet. I don't know. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. And it was later in the evening. Like, I feel like he's probably already hit, like, as drunk as he is. And now he's just, like, trying to sober up and go home for the night. Mm-hmm. So what has come since his disappearance? Sadly, not much, as I said. His girlfriend would call his cell phone every night. And each and every time, it would be it would be sent straight to voicemail, until one night in September, when her heart would sink as the phone rang a few times before going to voicemail. Really. So they talked to the cell phone provider, and it was determined that it could have been a glitch of sorts in the software, but it could not have been. Like that's just a big question mark. So from April to September, she called him every night. Mm-hmm. That poor girl. That's sad. Plus, if it went straight to voicemail, that means his phone was off. So maybe somebody turned it back on in September to see, like, well, I don't know. Why or if anyway. it was just a glitch. Mm-hmm. Like, that seems more likely. Let's hope it was just a glitch. Brian's father, desperate for answers, would go to a psychic at one point looking for any resolution to the case. 
The psychic informed him that Brian was in a body of water. It is not clear if the nearby rivers were ever searched for Brian's body, but all foot searches turned up nothing. Another theory is that Brian is possibly a victim of the smiley face killer or killers. Have you oh, heard? Oh yeah, I've heard of that. And they like, at every crime scene, they would have like the smiley face painted somewhere. This theory points to a string of murders that target young white men pursuing higher education. And but dump they always like found the bodies. Yeah, and dump them in, uh, in or near bodies of water. Yeah. Always leaving a smiley face near the scene. And there was really no smiley face or a body of... Or body, in this case, like, no, no body. Didn't they say, though, like, those smiley face killers could have been, like, just people killing people, but it's not all connected, and it just happened to have a smiley face because oh, there's, like... it's definitely a conspiracy theory. Okay. Definitely. That's the word I was looking for, conspiracy mm -hmm. theory, and here I am, like, <laughs> wasn't it this? Like, it could have been... Okay. Do you hate the sound of your alarm clock? That daily reminder that it's time to get out of your warm and cozy bed and take on your event-filled day. Do you find yourself hitting the snooze button too many times? Or relating to memes on Facebook about leaving for work five minutes after you were supposed to clock in and hoping to still be on time? Well, then I have the product for you. Early Bird Morning Cocktail has completely changed how I see my early mornings. Their morning cocktail is a powdered drink mix that you make every night before bed in their handy dandy insulated shaker. After making your cocktail, just leave it on your nightstand for the next morning. What I personally recommend is setting your alarm for 15 to 20 minutes before you actually want to get up. When it goes off, drink your cocktail and go back to bed. When your next alarm goes off, you will be hardwired and ready to get shit done. But wait. Are energy drinks like super bad for you? Well, Early Bird is not just an energy drink, it's a specifically crafted dietary supplement with added electrolytes and mood-boosting nootropics. Their energy blend consists of organic green coffee caffeine, blueberry, broccoli, tart cherry, and green tea extract, as well as additional ingredients that are all easy to pronounce and understand. So if waking up in the morning is something that you struggle to do, go to clubearlybird.com today and try Early Bird Morning Cocktail. Use code NOTADDINGUP10 for 10% off your order and start kicking the alarm clock's ass today. That's NOTADDINGUP10 for 10% off your order at clubearlybird.com. As if this story wasn't sad enough already, in 2008, Brian's father would pass away after a freak accident during a storm. Like a branch fell on their house, I believe. Oh. Some piece of shit individual would go on to post on his father's memorial page online, claiming to be Brian from posting from the Virgin Islands, which was determined to be a hoax. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? People are disgusting. Yeah, no, I, my next note is, this is disgusting on so many levels. Yeah, Not only awful. are you having fun at the expense of a grieving family, you are bringing their hopes, hopes up to reconnect with a lost family member. Like, they're trying to remember that man without the disappearance of his son, like, mentioned like that, and you're pretending to be his son. 
the man's dead now. Like, the, not the place the at all. epitome of disrespect. Never a place for that, but definitely not a memorial. Yeah, you know, that's why I'm like, it's always awful to fucking joke with the family and, like, tease them, but, like, are you going to do it on literally... Like they've already lost one person, and now they lost another one, and now you're going to be just a jerk and do that. It's. Mm. I hope they arrested him or her or whoever did it. I have heard of that happening, so I don't know about this case. But they should go to jail. With seemingly no resolution, now we're going to get into the theories because we got nothing here. There's absolutely nothing. No evidence whatsoever. No, nothing. And no enemies. Like, it doesn't seem like he had any enemies. He looked like he had a good, like, solid life going. The only thing that I haven't really talked about is, like, a few years ago, it was in... uh, I can't remember what country it was and it was like a homeless man who was like thought to be him and they did like extensive facial analysis and they were like okay we know but that didn't that seem- wouldn't be i don't think he would do something like that like it seems like he liked his life he was literally about to go to miami and was enjoying his life we'll talk about that but first things first we're going to talk about the first theory and that is that brian committed suicide some point to Brian's mother's passing as a tipping point for him. They say that he was very affected by this, and I can imagine that it would be world-changing to lose your mother. Especially if she's your inspiration to go to school to become a doctor, and now she's gone, and you're still in school to become a doctor, and you're like, what am I doing this for, you know? When did she pass away compared to this, like, whole disappearance? Weeks before. Oh. So Christmas, she was alive to give him the cruise and okay. then by March she had passed it was early in 2006 okay so recent. I mean that could be a solid theory then but like where's the body <laughs> and like I don't know he also had so much to live for yeah and it seems like he was enjoying his life even though his mom passed away like it, it seems like he was still in school like it's not like he dropped out of co- like he was doing medical well. school or anything mm-hmm. yeah yeah and his family and his girlfriend at the time, didn't really buy into the suicide. No, I wouldn't. Another theory is that maybe he just wanted a fresh start. But there isn't really much support for this either. Other than his, like, joking dream to become a rock star. His bank account has never been used, nor has his cell phone. And they were not able to track his cell phone as it was 2006, and they didn't have GPS technology and cell phones back then. So his body disappeared, and his phone did too. Like, they never could locate his phone. No. I find that so strange. Like, no trace of him whatsoever. And he disappeared, like, blocks away from his home. And, like, the last thing we have is video footage. Video footage of him going into a public place. And then never coming back out. Schaefer was doing well. Mm, I haven't said Schaefer the entire time. Yeah. Brian was doing well in medical school and was supposedly planning to propose to his girlfriend. You're kidding. On their trip to Miami. But... Drama, drama, drama. There are some sources that say that not long before the trip, he had plans to break up with her. And he was talking to the girls at the bar, like you said, in one of the... I mean, I don't know. If you were planning on engaging or getting engaged with someone, like, what would have happened to make you change your mind that soon to the engagement? But I don't know. Was that... Is that really the plan? Were they not as happy as they seemed? We don't know. I would look for... If he was going to propose to her... On Monday, I would look for transactions that, like, I mean, he purchased a ring or something. Monday was when they were getting there. I don't think they would, like, 
You think do he... it at the beginning of the trip? I feel like it would be like a mid. You know what I mean? Like you think he would get the ring on the trip? Fair, Riley. Fair. Like I mean, if no, you, that's if good... you watch, just go with it. He technically, like Adam Sandler, buys the girl the ring, but it's like he didn't plan to engage to this girl on the trip. That's why he had to buy the ring on the trip. But that's a good point. Like maybe that's why it's so mentioned because. He, maybe he did buy it, but it's not. No, I feel like he did Also, bought. if you're a medical student, how do you have the money to buy an engagement ring? It could have been a family one or something like that. Maybe that's why they didn't have any transactions. Maybe he was using the one mm-hmm. his mom had. Because I, I guarantee you, that would be like almost concrete evidence that he wasn't planning to leave. You know what I mean? If he had purchased an engagement ring, he wouldn't be A, committing suicide and he wouldn't be B, starting a new life well or maybe maybe suicide her? maybe suicide but not the new life Could i you? just don't see someone committing suicide while they're planning all this fun stuff like maybe an engagement and maybe going to miami like or definitely going to miami i just don't see him committing suicide he also had like nothing with him physically with him to start this new life that he was gonna start like no clothes like, how is he just going to pick gonna up? Really, and... Yeah, no bank account. His bank account wasn't used. No cash was withdrawn. Like, no, that's not what happened. That's not a good theory. I don't like this one. This is like, <laughs> next, accidental death. No, I still don't like this one either. We talked about this one a little yeah, bit earlier. I don't like this, this one. This theory points to dangerous construction zone that was outside one of the back exits of the bar. It seems like his body would have surely been discovered if this was the case, unless there was a cover-up of sorts. Upon looking into the area on Google Maps, the Ugly Tuna's original location is closed, but they have opened the Ugly Tuna 2, which seems to still be a popular bar for students at the Ohio State University. It's not at the same location, though. It's not on the same street. It's like a different part of town. Okay. As far as this construction, it seems like the old bar's location is surrounded by a little business district of sorts. It's called Gateway. There are a few shops and a large parking garage next to the building. There are what seems to be apartments behind the, the old bar's location. So maybe there was an incentive to avoid bad media coverage. But that is still kind of a strike. Like if that's what happened, like I feel like there would be a body. Well, if that's what happened, then it truly was a media cover-up. It would never come to light, because it would be... He would be, like, in the foundation of the apartment. And, like, would he haunt them? Like, would they have hauntings so they could find his body? People would worry about that. That's the bad press. Yeah. So maybe they did. You're right, maybe. But, like, how... Well, we don't know. I was like, what happened? Like, what did he do? Or did somebody do it and then just see the opportunity of the construction site to hide the body? I don't think that I don't think there's foul play. I don't know. The only foul play potential is Clint. But we don't know what actually happened with Clint. No. To and see if it, he would even do anything like that. That's the next theory. Is like, while I'm not inclined to believe that Clint did something to, that caused Brian's disappearance, but he is definitely the closest thing that we have to a suspect in this case. There's no doubt about that. Did they question him? Like. They couldn't. They t- I think they tried to, and they said he obtained he a lawyer. lawyered up? Yeah. See, that right there would... I would just assume that person's a little bit guilty, or they're very intelligent. Like, was Clint in medical school, too? That wasn't really touched on. Like, I feel like we should probably research him a little bit more and see, like, his background. But um, that's, like, if but he But I was, also don't want to, like, point fingers. Like, if he was cleared of suspicion, you know what I mean? But, like, it, what cleared him? 
I guess you're right. Like, but no foul play. Like, if he would have done anything, how it would do have, you know if there's any foul play? If there's no it body, would have, it would have been caught on the camera. But they didn't even catch him leave. But he disappeared. So if anybody would have had to commit foul play, they would have had to leave with him. Through the back, where there was no CCTV tape. Is that how it is? CCTV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Clint wasn't that. I just, why wasn't Clint worried about where his roommate was at the end of the night? Like, why didn't he say anything? He tried to get a hold of him. Yeah, but was he just doing that to cover it up? That he did something to him? No, he was probably doing that genuinely, like, where the fuck did my roommate go? But then, it's also like he was drunk. I'm not dealing with his bullshit tonight. Especially if they already had a little tiff. Like, especially if it was a little tiff and he was just annoyed with him at that point. It's like, bro, where the fuck are you? It's been 15 minutes. Like, where are you? probably was like, whatever, you can take care of yourself yeah, tonight. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I don't think... You're playing devil's apple. And, 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 what, like what you said, if he was in medical school, he has a lot of incentive to not have anything fuck up his record. To not have anything look bad. Like, if he was looked into as a potential murder suspect, that might... So, Clint was in medical school. No, I'm just saying, if he was. Like, if he... Okay. So, we don't know if he was. Because he was probably a student at... He was... Um, like, I can almost guarantee you he was a student if he was a roommate with a fellow yeah, student. Yeah, I would assume so. But, yeah. my, I mean, my roommate's not a student. I'm not a student currently, but I'm about to be a student again, so it's like, that does happen. Yeah, I feel like they would, like, how else would they have known each other? Unless they were, like, friends from undergrad or something? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that's the biggest question mark. Like, I want to know more about that argument. And I also want to know more about Meredith, because she isn't mentioned in many of the articles at all, outside of being the one that drove them to the Ugly Tuna, and being Clint's friend, and not really Brian's. Well, it doesn't say not Brian's, but it says it's Clint's friend. So did they question her or anything? Like, did they give you any information on, like, where she was during that night? Or did they look at her phone? It says that everybody was cooperative except for Clint. So I would imagine if they were, if they, if the police did look into they her. They probably cleared her then. Yeah, because, like, I can't imagine they didn't. She seemed pretty innocent. But like, like, she gave them a ride. I relate. Yeah, I was like, maybe she's just, like, a nice friend and she just happened to be there at the wrong time, basically. But I still don't understand how, like, he just up and left automatically. Like, just, you'd never see him again. Like, was there anything else about, like, that bar that would have, he could have snuck somewhere else? Like, there was an escalator, so how big of a bar was this? I, I, it seemed like it had a good amount of exits, because, like, they, it says that all of them were caught on camera except for that one but they didn't have cameras inside no i'm assuming they definitely had cameras inside mm. it just didn't really touch on like what was going on inside the bar once he did enter it but maybe there maybe there wasn't i kind of wish we were investigators reopening this cold case getting the 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 real the files yeah the case files looking at all the tape but yeah meredith isn't mentioned so where the case stands this is just kind of like a cool fact about the case at one point the band pearl jam spoke out about brian's case at a columbus concert a great example of how much attention this case has received brian was a young man who seemingly had a bright future ahead of him and he has been missing for over 15 years last year the ohio bureau of criminal investigation released an age progressed photo of brian of what they believe he would look like at 42 this will be on the instagram post and my Facebook, and it's already on my TikTok. Should anyone have any information on Brian Schaefer, please call the Columbus Police Department at 614-645-4545. That is 
four, five, four, five. All right, Riley, what do we think? I think Clint did something. I honestly think that there's no way this man just up and left and there wasn't foul play at hand. And why did the psychic say, like, he was in water? I don't really think there's much there. Like, I just, I honestly, like, I've heard, like, psychics are not very, like... I feel like missing person hasn't been found probably in a body of water. They would have. If it if he had been put in a body of water, he would have floated up and somebody would have found him by now. But I just feel like there had to have been, flat, like, foul play. I don't think Clint did it, though. I don't know. I just, I think if we knew more about, like, the argument that they were going through, like, was he jealous of this man? Like, I mean, we all know, like, Brian was very good looking and he was successful, but we don't know a lot about Clint and, like, what Clint was. I mean, he was his roommate, so, of course, Clint and Brian were going to be close. So I'm like, did he, like, Brian's girlfriend, like, current girlfriend, and knew he was about to be engaged to this girlfriend? Like, and it could have. Yeah, that's just... And then saw him flirting with a bunch of girls that night, and, like, this was his time to shine. This, I don't know. I... Well, that could be true. That is definitely speculation. It's a lot of speculation, and it could be a stretch. I feel like I can relate to Clint in the fact that if something awful were to happen, and I was so directly involved, I would kind of want to separate myself as much as I could from it, especially legally. Especially. I mean, he's very intelligent and was wise to lawyer up, but I'm like, if somebody's lawyering, like, I can't say lawyering up, lawyer, lawyering up, lawyering up, there we go, um, like, automatically, one, they're smart, but two, they look guilty. Absolutely, they look guilty, but... I'm like, what can... are you hiding that you have to have a lawyer? You know what I mean? Like, if you're innocent and you didn't do anything that night, and you honestly don't know where your best friend disappeared to, and you went home and had a fight and everything, you look guilty. Like, you look like... And he knows that, but he knew he was going to look guilty... No matter what, especially if he got into the details of their fight. Yeah, he but he could have been cleared. He is cleared. Yeah, but Officially, I just some, like, indie podcasters talking shit on him now, right now. But me. Like, I feel like I'm talking shit on him now, too. I'm not talking shit on him. I really don't think he did anything. I just wish we knew more. I wish that... I feel like he is a piece to the puzzle that would be helpful. I wish he wouldn't have lawyered up so we could have known. I don't know. I feel like... That's going to be my job in the future is helping people lawyer maybe up. Maybe Clint's lawyer. Ha! Ah, the criminal defense lawyer. <laughs> you just said maybe you could be. I think it might be him. <laughs> well. He's really good at hiding bodies, though. If this is the case, yeah. <laughs> but that is, that is all we have for the disappearance of Brian Schaefer. And it has been over 15 years, like I said. If you have... Any information, like I already said, reach out to the Columbus Police Department. And if you want to see pictures of Brian or the AIDS progressed photo of him, I will have that up on my Instagram, which is at podcast NAU. That's at podcast NAU. You can also find me on TikTok, not adding up. And you can search Not Adding Up on Facebook and find my Facebook page. Riley, thank you for coming on the show. You had some great input, and I would definitely have you back on another episode. Good, you better. This was fun. <laughs> Everybody is, like, nervous when you start out, but then it's like, okay, that was, that was fun. No, this yeah. was fun. Definitely. I would definitely do this every week if I could. <laughs> when I get into law school, I'm like, oh, gosh. I know. How is this going to work? We'll see. 
We'll see. Maybe I'll have like a stockpile of episodes. Yeah. That'd be great. Just stock them up right now. That's what I gotta do. Alright, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you are having a wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening. And I hope that you tune in again soon for another case that just does not add up.